0: to Mortgage Anomics Canada. I'm your host Marco Gello. I'm a duly licensed mortgage broker in British Columbia and Alberta, born and raised in Calgary, currently living in North Vancouver. If you are from either of these provinces and require any mortgage-related services, please do not hesitate to contact me. Call or text me right now at 604-800-9593. 604-800-9593. One application, one credit check and access to Canada's top lenders. All right, welcome back, everyone. Today's headliner topic, I'm going to talk about rental property mortgages, how to qualify for them. But before we get to that, here's what's on my mind this week. A new stat came out recently from various sources, so uh, TransUnion, Bank of Canada, and uh, Terranet. And it says that the biggest market segment driving our market these days, in terms of uh, who's buying real estate in this big country, Canada, Um, are the multiple property purchasers. So these are the people that currently own at least one property and are purchasing more. And um, apparently, just 10 years ago, this was the smallest segment in Canada at uh, 16% of all purchases. But now it's, uh, it's risen to number 1 at 25% of all purchases. So along with limited supply, low interest rates, foreign buyers, you can now add investors to the uh, I blame them from screwing this market up list as they have been climbing, uh, climbing up the competitive property ladder in uh, Canada. I don't know how much to read into this stat and what conclusions to draw from it, but uh, nonetheless, it's how I created my topic for this week's episode, rental property mortgages, how to qualify for them. Um, Just a short blip on interest rates this week. I'm still in the, uh, we're going to have low interest rates for five to ten years camp. Um, I really think that. This, this past week, there was some rate activity, but nothing groundbreaking, uh, but of course, we just graduated from the, the mid 1% range, the low ones, to uh, the mid to high 2% range uh, for fixed rate mortgages where we're at right now. So, so sure, yeah, that's quite a jump, um, but when you look at the, the big picture, uh, we're still under 3%, which is still ridiculously low from a uh, historic standpoint. Um, So I think both options are pretty solid right now, fixed and variable. However, if I had to choose personally, I would lean with the variable rate. I like the variable rate strategy. The the spread is uh, magnificent. Really, really big spread. Uh, I think we're going to be good for a while. Um, But hey, if you're confused and you want to chat some more about it, give me a call. 604-800-9593. And by the way, if you're outside of Canada, get me on uh, WhatsApp. Another interesting thing I experienced before the weekend, um, also pertaining to a segment that is in the uh, I blame them for, screw- for screwing this market up list um, foreign purchasers of real estate in Canada. Those pesky foreign purchasers. Living in Vancouver, you become accustomed to, you know, like every so often. Receiving some form of a handwritten letter in your mailbox expressing interest for your property And you know most of the times it could be a realtor saying that uh, That they've got buyers who are looking to buy on your street, you know that kind of thing Um, Or sometimes it it could be from an actual buyer who's, who's aggressively Prospecting for a place like on your street right in your community, but mostly from realtors you know and some some of these things are just silly, right it's handwritten but it's photocopied a million times right it's, it's like a little brochure but it looks like it's handwritten but this time I received an email and uh, I got this email and the sender of the email is a Chinese real estate platform that features listings from around the world and advertises them to its uh, 110,000 subscribers That they describe as China's elites, and they go on to describe them as Chinese home buyers, investors, yacht owners—you know, clearly like the baller list of Chinese investors, like you know, high roller, Rolodex list. And uh, anyhow, check out the website. It's it's uh, platform.lps-china.com, and um, you know they—I got the email. It's like, hey, we're interested in your property and wondering if you wanted to. advertise it to uh, list it on on our platform you know so so the chinese investors can have access to it home buyer chinese home buyers and investors can have access to it and i thought wow this is this is uh crazy i never received anything like this so it, it just got me thinking about how globalized um real estate is and uh especially with with technology and social media and websites and it's not like it came out yesterday, but it's probably been like this for quite some time. But uh, you know how globalized real estate is, and, and how easy it is to acquire real estate around the world, especially if you're wealthy. Like, think about it: if money was plentiful to you, and you needed to dump it somewhere because you simply have too much of it, imagine all the places in the world where you can purchase real estate in. Right? Like, well, Canada is definitely on that list, and uh, for very obvious reasons. And, and I even check out this website. You know, right away I was expecting to see just Vancouver and Toronto listings, right? I had to go pretty deep into their listing directory to find the first Canadian property, believe it or not. So, you know, it's uh, it's not always what you think. Right. But anyhow, this is just this one platform. Um, I, I found that that, that interesting. And, uh, but of course, Canada is on that list. And um, like I said, for very obvious reasons, number one, um, it's Canada. You know, the, the standard Canadian tagline, you know, nice place, very peaceful, stable, the wilderness, safe, peaceful the wilderness you know like get to healthcare, whatever the foreign buyer can now check that off the list so clearly yeah nice place safe reason number two though um our currency the canadian dollar um fairly well respected around the world backed by a uh, somewhat stable um i was gonna say transparent but stable reserve and uh all that good stuff you know the bank of canada the the, the monetary and fiscal policy and all that stuff. But, but hey, it, it's not the strongest and highest value currency on the planet. That's for sure. In fact, there are, as of today there are nine other currencies that are valued higher and four of them, um, from the Middle Eastern oil producing countries where the differential is on average about three times higher than the Canadian dollar, right? Then, then there is the, the British pound sterling. A beating since uh, brexit it's valued at 1.7 times higher you, you know even after the beating um the cayman islands dollar 1.53 times higher the euro the swiss franc and uh, and of course the u.s dollar um are friendly neighbors to the south all of these key currencies higher and more valuable than the canadian dollar um, then of course there's the anomaly china right the, the mysteriously low-valued currency that has a uh, just a monster impact around the planet, including right here in our own backyard, Vancouver and Toronto, and likely everywhere in between. Um, One Chinese dollar is equivalent, uh, Chinese dollar, it's called a yuan, 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 uh, is equivalent to 20 Canadian cents. That's it. Yet its impact in the world is evident in almost every single market sector. You name it, they're buying up everything. So, It is well known that china strategically maintains a low valued currency for its massive export industry of course the world is made in china right so so anyway add them to the list too even though their currency doesn't quite add up to a good argument but my point with all these currency differentials you can see how attractive our real estate is it's situated in a peaceful obedient place um the currency is valued lower than where many of the foreign buyers hail from. Therefore, the price of the real estate is proportionately discounted accordingly. But then there's that one final hurdle, the foreign buyer tax, right? So that's 15% if you're in Toronto and 20% if you're in Vancouver. And then there's a a few other areas outside of Toronto and Vancouver, like Whistler, for example, and Kelowna, and uh, the area around Toronto I'm not too familiar with. But generally speaking, it's around these two main centers uh and this is curbing the volume of non-resident foreigners from purchasing property so we we all know that that's why these foreign buyer taxes came out to to put a stop to that of what many believed which uh you know which has been documented that it's not really a big factor but anyhow it came out um but if you are a temporary resident okay with intentions of becoming a permanent resident As soon as you become a permanent resident, you are no longer on the hook for paying the foreign buyer tax. So with 400,000 new Canadians arriving with down payment cash, arriving to Canada with down payment cash from various currencies and economies around the world, I don't see any real slowdown coming in our real estate market, especially Vancouver and Toronto. Um, You know what I mean? Just read between the lines kind of thing. And as soon as you arrive in Canada as a temporary resident, you know, be it through a work visa, student visa or whatever, the clock essentially starts ticking, where you have a period of five years in which you have to reside in Canada for three years to become to become eligible to, to become a permanent resident. And once you become a permanent resident, boom, you no longer have to pay the foreign buyer tax so there goes that hurdle so i think this is also an underlooked fact that is not being included in the explanation as to how or why real estate prices have been surging in vancouver and toronto especially those two cities um in the past decade or or so but perhaps in in other canadian markets as well like this has far-reaching uh impact across canada and I am not pointing this out to point the finger at yet another group that, that may have a surging impact on Canada's real estate market, but just saying, I think it's important to know and recognize uh, in the same breath, I can, I can also tell you that there are many new Canadians that arrive to Canada um, you know, with only a suitcase and a dream to one day own a home. And uh, I believe this group far outnumbers the one I just mentioned ones that come with a huge wad of cash and buy some property and to add the economic boost they bring in terms of filling employment vacancies we so critically need to keep this economic system churning, churning here in Canada so on that point a good segue to my my talk on real property uh, sorry rental property mortgages for many new Canadians or existing long-established Canadians who are moving from one Canadian city to another or from province to province um, the pattern of home ownership is generally rent. You know, you rent for the first couple or few years uh, upon your arrival to the new city, new province, new country, and then you look to purchase. And it, it is it is that constant demand that we've had for for the past decade and for the upcoming, I would say, decade. That constant demand for rental accommodation that. Many investors right now are seeing as opportunistic and are jumping into the market to purchase additional rental properties, and and more and more uh, are jumping in as first-time investors. Okay, and uh, uh, this is especially becoming evident in, in places I know personally in Vancouver, um, where people have accumulated uh, significant equity and uh, wondering what to do with that money. And uh, real estate has always been a good bet and, and and quite a few are jumping into the rental market. So they're doing so because the opportunity is there and it's, uh, it is absolutely filling a void as far as housing needs go across the country. Um, it is what it is. There will always be a large number of Canadians that will rent. And uh, having a healthy number of investors is part of the solution to Canada's housing needs. I, I definitely don't believe... That they are the problem that's for sure Um, but anyhow we will talk more about this in uh, upcoming episodes for sure let's begin and discuss this week's headliner rental property mortgages how to qualify for them hey there just wanted to break away from the episode to give you a little background about my brokerage and give you an idea of the team behind me that helps get your mortgage completed without a hitch and on time The brokerage is called Home Financing Solutions, and it's a franchise of The Mortgage Centre, which, by the way, is the pioneer of mortgage brokerages in Canada, established back in 1989. Back then, things were a little different. It used to take weeks to fund a mortgage, and the application process was grueling and labour-intensive. But that was then, and this is now the process of getting approved and into your home or prompt access to your equity is seamless and swift. Absolutely every step of our process features the latest technology to collect, gather, adjudicate, and safely store your information. The end result is speed, service, and quality solutions. But we also recognize that technology is only as good as the human that is operating it. So not only will you experience the best that technology has to offer, you can also expect personalized follow-ups from kelly and justin who are valuable members of my team the three of us love what we do and continuously look forward to taking your calls and helping you accomplish your real estate goals call or text me at 604-800-9593 604-800-9593 or look me up at homefinancingsolutions.ca one application one credit check and access to canada's top lenders and now back to the episode Qualifying for a mortgage when purchasing or refinancing a rental property can get really confusing. Here are the key qualification criteria when qualifying for a rental property mortgage. The minimum down payment to qualify for a rental property mortgage ranges from 20% to 35%, and refinances are limited to 65% of the appraised value. Rental income generated from the property does not necessarily translate into direct qualifying income. $1 of rental income does not mean $1 of qualifying income. It could be anywhere from 50% to 95% of the rental income that is actually eligible as qualification income, and this varies radically from lender to lender. The rental income eligibility is classified as either one of the following two, depending on the lender and type of income, either general qualification income or offset income general qualification income is when the mortgage balance is maintained in the application and becomes part of the overall debt load that needs to be serviced for qualification purposes offset income is when the mortgage balance is removed from the application and a positive or negative offset figure is added to the overall application depending on the lenders offset calculation of the two offset income is more bang for your qualifying buck There are three types of rental property classifications, and their income qualifying parameters are unique and independent of each other. Rental property classification number one. Basement suite rental. This is when the mortgage holder resides in the property and rents out the basement suite. Rental property classification number two. Subject rental property. This is the rental property mortgage that the mortgage holder is currently applying for, either a purchase or refinance. And finally, rental property classification number three, existing or standalone rental property. These are rental properties that the mortgage holder currently owns. All three of the property classifications can have unique eligibility criteria for qualifying income allowances. For example, a monthly rental income of $2,000 can either boost or weaken an overall application depending on their respective property and rental income eligibility classifications. All lenders have limitations when it comes to the amount of properties they deem acceptable for a single applicant. For example, one lender may allow for a limit of three properties per applicant, the one they currently reside in plus two additional rental properties, whereas another lender may allow up to 14 accumulated properties under ownership. Mortgage brokers are a key resource for individuals who purchase rental properties as they have access to multiple lenders with varying qualification guidelines. Check in for more on rental property mortgages in future posts. That's all I got for today. Call or text me anytime if you have any mortgage questions at all, especially if you're in British Columbia or Alberta, as I am licensed to service these specific provinces. And especially if you are from Vancouver or Calgary, as I'm very familiar with these markets. And of course, I welcome calls and emails from all over the world for those that are in the process of or have recently relocated or immigrated to Canada from elsewhere. Call or text me at 604-800-9593 or you can visit my website at homefinancingsolutions.ca. Thank you again. Again for tuning into more genomics canada stay well everyone talk again soon